like this is amazing like i didn't need to go to a bank i remember this is stupid of me and maybe <laughs> it'll get me my wife <laughs> i am looking around for my wife around or anyone that's gonna hear this i remember closing on the deal and after you know this is a large down payment and i'm like oh my gosh dude like i got 20 bucks in my checking account mm. this yep. is scary what did i just do i just bought a rental property and i got 20 bucks You're listening to the Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, great state of Arizona and our Azria family. How are you guys doing today? This morning, this afternoon, this evening, whatever time you're watching this or listening to this podcast, we want to welcome you once again. So we have our great executive director, Mike Dale Preet, with us today. How are you doing, Mike? Wonderful, Marcus. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> Thanks for having you. Okay. Guys, you, you always know it's a running joke. We always got to get Mike's energy pumped up probably around 15 minutes into the show. He's airing and ready to go. There you go. He got his coffee. So Once the, once the real estate talk starts kicking in, man, and the, and the vibes start getting crazy. <laughs> there we go. There we go. He always drops some gems with us when we're on the show. But today we have Brandon Simmons. And if you don't know who Brandon Simmons is and you're right here in the Valley, Obviously, you've been hiding under a rock or something like that. So Brandon is a creative finance guy. He is a real estate investor, wholesaler. He hails from the Sean Terry tree, and he's an all-around good guy. I mean, I've I've met him and known him for some time, and, and Mike likewise. And throughout the real estate industry, there's no bad words or comments about Brandon. So Brandon, thank you for keeping that integrity throughout the real estate industry. So with that being said, Brandon, man, we want to welcome you to the show, man. How are you doing? I, I'm excited. Thanks so much. And thanks, Mike. Thanks, Marcus. This is amazing. I've I've been in Azaria. I've been in, you know, been to meetings for over a decade now. So Perfect. in fact, my first wholesale deal I ever did was with Sean Terry. My second wholesale I ever, ever did was with Mike and his old oh. business partner, Elijah. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go back like car seats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I think I still had hair then. So. <laughs> yes. See, me too, but I wear a hat. So you got to think it. I need to put a hat on. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys know hair. Mine's just all, all silver. So <laughs> silver guys, fox right there. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're dating ourselves. So, so Brandon, tell us, man, give us a little backstory for those that don't know who you are. Give us the backstory. How did you, what did you do prior to real estate? Mm -hmm. Let's start there first. Cool. Well, I, I moved to Arizona in 2009 and I found a, a podcast in 2010 called Flipped Freedom Podcast. And it was about learning about wholesaling. And Sean Terry was the guy who put together the Flipped Freedom Podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's local. So I found out he was local. I actually got a hold of his phone number somehow, called him up. He invited me over to come to like a Panera Bread and meet with some other bird dogs and newbies in the business. And 
I remember as he's telling us different things to do, I was, I was working full time at Wells Fargo. I was a, a loan processor and became an underwriter there too. So I had several years of mortgage experience, but while I was working the mortgage business, I started to do marketing for some wholesale deals. And like a lot of us, we kind of get discouraged and I was not having success after the first month and then the second month and a couple months. And then Sean said, look, you need to just set a goal and you need to just put it in writing and you need to just focus on that daily. So I wrote down on an index card, you know, just I'm going to make $5,000 in the next 30 days from wholesaling. And it happened to be my birthday was 30 days away. Okay. And my very first wholesale deal I did was a joint venture deal with Sean Terry. We made $11,000. I got half of that. So it's 5,500 bucks. And I got paid the day after my birthday. Okay. So I'm a big believer in writing down goals and, and everyone remembers their very first deal. This mm -hmm. was one for the record books. When we got there, we had to move the, the mom over to another apartment. She didn't move yet. Our buyers are ready to start working on the property. So we had to go move her to an apartment, get her the apartment set up where Sean was over there setting up the TV and hanging pictures. <laughs> and she had like this dog that was like on its last legs, like literally it should have been put down like a couple weeks ago. Like it wouldn't, wouldn't eat, wouldn't move. She didn't have the heart to put it down. She's like, she asked me to go take it, to go put it down. Oh, wow. So I had to drive the dog to the, the, the humane society to put down this dog that couldn't move and mm -hmm. then we get back and she's like well i have this desert tortoise in the backyard wait what like there's this humongous <laughs> desert tortoise that was like hibernating so we called the arizona zoo the herpetology people or whatever they okay. came over and picked it up and i remember i took the day off of work that day and i was like this is the craziest thing is this how every single deal is going to be like this was just insane pretty close you know <laughs> right right <laughs> then i found out hey we get paid to solve people's problems right yeah that's it that's it right there you hit the nail on the head you got to get out there and problem solve and solve those problems yeah. so tell so tell me brandon and let us know so you were working full time for wells fargo um, yep. Why did you decide to get into real estate? You know, I read this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. And I got the real estate bug. And then I read Think and Grow Rich. And I think those two books just, just yeah. launched me onto this entrepreneur journey. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been entrepreneur minded ever since I was a kid. I was a kid that always like sold candy in junior high or sold fireworks on the side or, you know, mm -hmm. you know painted houses in college. I had, um, I had my own, I had my own lawn mowing business. I had businesses all the time. And one of those, always what it's there been. you go. There's there you books. Go. Got yep. both books. And I got, I got Robert to sign a copy of rich dad, poor dad. I gave I gifted it to my son. So I'm really big in this. So even my kids, like I, I, if my kids read a entrepreneur book, when I pick out for them, if they want money, they just come to me and they have to read a book, give me a book report. Like think and grow rich, richest man in Babylon, you know, rich mm -hmm. dad, poor dad, all they get 20 bucks for every book. And my son can read a book in a, a day or two. Like he just flies through wow. this stuff. So love it. You're, you're That's good, seeds, man. Yeah. yeah. Plant seeds. And you know, that inspiration because you saw what it did for you. It got you motivated yeah. to get out there and take some action. So that's good. You're planting those seeds in your kids. Right. So you said you started with, you know, you started doing some marketing for yeah. wholesale deals. What 
kind of kind of for so I, to those I started that off are Cra- I found right. that first deal off of Craigslist. Okay. I w- the family would go to bed around nine o'clock. I'd stay up and I'd write down phone numbers on Craigslist. So I had numbers to call on my lunch break and my, you know, my little breaks during the day and my drive to work and my drive home. And that's all I did. I found deals off of Craigslist at first. Then I started doing, you know, the yellow letters on the legal pads with the red yep. pins. Yep. Sending those out whenever you actually had a decent response rate, you know, back in the yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did bandit signs even got to the point where at first, you know, you're, you're literally bootstrapping. And I saw one of the videos actually Mike and Elijah put together on how to do a bandit sign with roofing nails and (laughs) the wooden planks and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And I found out that you can go buy the plastic from a, one of the, one of these little warehouses in Phoenix and I can cut them in half and have double the signs and all that. Exactly. These are those big, big old yeah yeah you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah 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 put those out i mean do postcards it was it was fun at you know that's the bootstrap right like everything's on you and then you can start putting a list together and having a mail house send out the letters mm-hmm. and then you can you know do cold calls or re- back in the day ringless voicemails yeah and, and stuff like that i remember yeah. doing ringless voicemails and just i had a va this, I thought I was really cool. I hired a VA. It was like $4 an hour and she would send text messages through my Google voice number. Mm-hmm. And then I would, I would, she would send messages. Hey, if you want to sell your house cash, you know, give me a call. Mm-hmm. And so I was driving home from Wells Fargo. It was like a 45 minute commute and I was just answering calls. And I thought I was all oh, cool. Cause I hired the VA to do the text messaging <laughs> and I was getting calls while I'm driving home. So, Hey, let's go back one in the beginning, you said when you fr- first met Sean, he invited you to a group at Panera of bird dogs. Let's yeah. talk about how important that is. One, maybe to become a bird dog when you start and, as, yeah. and how you can use it as an investor to help your business as you grow. Oh, well, I, that's what I do a lot now. What's interesting is Sean's idea of um, he's a go-giver. So that's one of my favorite books is the go-giver. My mastermind locally, I don't charge for it, but it's all the local guys, all super big wigs, everyone from Pace, Morby, Jamil Damji, Steve Trang, Cody Sperber, Sean Terry, Brent Daniels, all, you know, Carlos mm-hmm. Reyes, South Shaker, tons of awesome, awesome people. The owners of Bash Skip Tracy met there, you know, Jesse, Burrell, Evo, and Annie. So two new members. Luckily, I've been surrounded by people that are go-givers. And Sean was a real go-giver. He would just give stuff away. Like, here's yeah. the marketing mm-hmm. I'm working on. Here's the list that's working the best. And and in exchange, we would bring him deals, right? Yeah. We would do right. deals with them. Uh, so what's interesting, and he would do, I think Marcus, you came over to his meetup. That was he always yep. had a free meetup once a month. Yep. When I worked with Sean we probably would do two to four deals a month just from other wholesalers bringing us leads and bringing us deals and going on appointments with them and show them how to lock up a deal. And like, we were just open book, transparent, bringing people on ride alongs and it worked. It worked. And, and even today, most of my deals right now come from referrals from other wholesalers. So, so I love it. What I learned from Sean self-generated, so yes. I, to this day, I still call it self-generated deals. Yep. I mean, 10, 15 deals a year, self-generated referrals, friends, just people you do business with, Marcus, yourself, just like letting each yep. other know about deals, networking, going to events, like 
you can make a living. You don't have to be the Lamborghini, Rolex, you know, no, a month. You can make a really good living just connecting. I'm the minivan guy, you know, like <laughs> my son drives a minivan that we got. So like, I, I don't care about the flash, but it's all about, you know, if you help people, if you give enough service to you, you help enough yep. people, there's yep. you're open, receive, there's more stuff that comes back to you. So when I worked for Sean, the commissions at the time was 10% on any office leads, like any leads that came in that okay. he did direct marketing for, we got 10% commission. It's changed now. It's not that high, but I mean, we were making bank, but 50% on self-generated leads. So oh, my focus okay. got to be networking with every wholesaler, going to the Phoenix real estate club, going to the Azaria meetings, mm-hmm. going to these meetings where investors are at and hanging out, get to know them, get their contact information, check. I would stop by people's offices. I'd bring donuts and bagels. I'd stop by the title company. Hey, who's buying right now? Buy them some Mexican food for lunch. Like I got more, I got, I made more money doing self-generated deals on commissions than I did on the direct stuff. So it just became natural for me. So what, I'm, so what I'm, so what I'm hearing, Brandon is just being personable and networking will definitely bring you deals. Correct. Huge. Yeah. I mean, Mike and Mark, you guys are in as the, the, the largest meetup group for real estate investors in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And it has one of the best levels of integrity out of all these groups, you know, it's amazing the stuff that, you know, that's been going on for so long and, and the, the reputations there and there's people wanting to like get into real estate. There's people that are seasoned in real estate. There's people that are lenders, private lenders, there's fix and flippers, there's wholesalers, there's landlords. I mean, you got all the connections you need in groups like that. And and that's what we try and tell people, not only in Azria, but you know, other aspiring investors that we see, you know, is you yeah. got to get out there and network and meet with people, go to these different events, go to meetups, you know, like, like I said, Brandon, I met you at Sean Terry's meetup. I was living in Queen Creek and I was driving all the way over to Glendale, you know, I was I know. Like two hour commute, you know, but I, I was knew. in East Mesa. So I'm not that far from Queen Creek. So. <laughs> right, right. So we knew the importance of getting out there and meeting people. And I've, I've done yeah. quite a few deals just in that flip to freedom network. So again, shout yeah. out to time to Sean Terry, man, for all. Well, one of the, uh, you, do you guys know who Max Jimenez is? Yep. Yep. So Max. Max and Steve Trang were yep. business partners and Max was coming to those meetings for about almost a year before he got a deal. I mean, he was, he had a construction job yep. and now Max is training other investors nationwide on sales, on how to lock up these deals. So he goes from a point where just, a, you know, it's hard to get that first deal to freaking breaking through mm-hmm. and just doing hundreds of deals a year, you know? So. Yeah. And everyone listening, like everyone, Brandon's dropping Max, Steve, Elijah, all these people are on our podcast. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Uh, and not only are they that, we're lucky to be in Phoenix, right? I mean, we have so many awesome entrepreneurs right here. It yeah. was Tampa used to be Guru City when we started. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got it now. And, yes. Mike, and, and Mike, to piggyback on what you're saying, not only are these people on a podcast, they come they come to the monthly meetings. So it's not like you can't touch these people. You can't get in yeah. contact with them. You can walk right up and speak to Steve mm-hmm. and Max and myself and you and Brandon. And you know, it's it's 
you guys, you just got to get out there. You just got to have your face in the place, so to speak. I'm a big believer too. I pay for a lot of education still. Like I think even the higher you go up, it's a mindset you want to continually learn. And Mm -hmm. I mean, some of these guys have masterminds and are in groups that are $25,000, $15,000. And if you get to go to Azaria and talk to them for free or 20 bucks to get in or something, right? Yep. Amazing. So, so, so let's go to, so we saw how you started you did some bird dog. You did all the the basic networking. You linked up with Sean. So how how did this whole like creative real estate investing kind of thing? Because you're wholesaling. You're just probably starting off just doing cash offers, low low cash yeah. offers. So I'm how, still a wholesaler, right? You got my yep. shirt here, so I'm, yep. I'm still yep. a wholesaler. Still do wholesaling. The creative real estate just adds to that. And what happened when I was working with Sean? I Sean Sean at one time had about 120 130 rentals that he bought off of subject two and wraps, right? Uh, and seller carry back. So he used creative real estate to ho- have a lot of buy and hold properties. And whenever I got to work with them, a lot of the acquisition people, they never weren't doing any creative stuff. So I said, please let us do some. I love it. You know, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to do more. So we started doing more creative real estate. And the, 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 some of the strategies we love is the seller carry backs and the wraps and agreement for sales, which is a form of subject to investing, right? So it's all, also all under that sub two umbrella. And I would say probably we got to a point where if we were doing 10, 12 deals a month, two to four of those were creative deals, sometimes even half. And we, we assigned a lot. We, man, I wish we would have kept a ton. I mean, we were just, yeah. they're so easy to sell though. Like so much easier for a cash buyer to come up with $15,000 than $150,000. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it, it was amazing. And we've done hundreds of those. And what I feel like it's just an extra tool in the toolbox, especially those that are wholesalers. What I found out a lot of the wholesalers around town yeah. didn't know those strategies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them started hiring me to come and teach their teams and help them just add this tool to their tool belt, you know, and they would, they would close more deals. They're, they're finding rental properties. Now, Carlos Reyes, South Secure, the all-in family over there, the week after I trained their team, they get they locked up eight an eight package deal. I think they wow. they assigned like three of them for like 150 or something like that. Kept the other rentals. The disposition manager is in living in a property that they bought with creative financing. Love it. Wow. The acquisition guy Adrian, he's he just bought his first rental property using creative. So I mean, this works for everyone. Tell, tell, tell us about uh, so when you first started learning it and started doing it, you, know, you guys were doing a lot of them. So just give the, the audience just like an example of one of your deals you've done back in the day. Or so current. my very first yeah. creative deal was before I worked with Sean. Okay. One of my, one of my good friends, Dave Gilmanson, he's a mentor of mine in Gilbert and he's a lender and stuff. He helped me lock up my first rental property and it was on the market for a while. I think a couple months, it was a realtor that owned it. Her and her husband owned it free and clear. And it was in Mesa. And I just thought you had to put down a lot of money. So I thought you had to put down like 20%, yeah, 10, you know? Yeah. So I offered to put down a large down payment, created a seller carry back where they, they became the bank. And then we did a balloon in 10 years. So it means we had to have it paid off within 10 years. Okay. And it was so creative. We had a stacked interest rate. So the first four years was at like 3%. Then the next was at five. And, and then I could extend and 
like he had all this crazy stuff I never heard of and wow. written into the addendums and stuff. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like I didn't need to go to a bank. I remember this is stupid of me and maybe <laughs> it'll get behind, wife, you. <laughs> behind you. I am looking around <laughs> my wife around or anyone that's going to hear this. I remember closing on the deal. And after, you know, this is a large down payment. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, dude, like I got 20 bucks on my checking account. Mm. This yep. is scary. What did I just do? I just bought a rental property and I got 20 bucks. Of course I get paid and payday comes, but you know, it's just, you're putting everything out on the line. You're risking everything. And you know, mm -hmm. that's scary. That's scary. So, so you did a, a, a traditional seller carryback. So the owner, yeah. owned, did they own it free and clear or did you get a little? Yep. That yep, became one of my favorite strategies because I found out there's a lot of landlords Mm -hmm. A lot of tired landlords that own properties free and clear. Like in the United States, approximately four out of 10 properties are owned free and clear. And then wow. if you go to those people that own properties that are 70 years and older, then it's over 70% of them are owned free wow. and clear. Why seven years? What's that? Why seven years? 70 years. 70. Oh, oh 70 older, years. Oh, okay. Someone, right. who's, someone who's 70 years or older. Got it. Got it. So, so the older, cause they've, they've paid on that mortgage. They've paid it off, you know? Exactly. And so if you go and you explain, Hey, you gotta, the biggest thing is answering what's in it for them. Most people mm -hmm. won't do it if they don't understand it, if it's too confusing or they don't feel that there's a benefit. Most of the time they can get their full asking price. They can make money off the interest and it's, it's their money's protected and secured by real estate by and asset. as well. So let's, let's talk about that. So, so what are some reasons why a homeowner would, would go the creative real estate route? Okay. Let's educate us on that. Perfect. Well, so as a wholesaler, maybe I go give them a cash offer, which is usually like 70 cents on the dollar or maybe take off repairs and additional yeah. profits and expenses. So maybe, you know, they're getting about 50 or 60 cents, 50 or 60% of the full retail value because they need to fix it up or whatever. On a, on a creative deal, you can basically offer full retail value. As long as the property pays for itself and it can cash flow, you mm -hmm. can offer a full retail value. And not only that, not only are you going to make more on the purchase, they're getting a higher purchase price, but because of the interest, they end up making way more than they would just selling it even even on the real estate market, the MLS, if they sold it retail on the MLS, they they typically don't walk away with 100% of that price. They typically walk away with around 90% because there's commissions and closing costs and all this stuff. Yeah. Well, I can go in and offer a full price and show them how they're going to make more money using using this the strategy because they're getting interest on it. Love it, man. So so. It, it's usually like the Benjamin Franklin close pros and cons. Here's, here's what you net over on here on a wholesale price. And here's what you net on a creative price. Do you need to know all the lingo? No. Right. Do you, I feel that like that actually will make it more complicated. I, in fact, when I talk to a seller, like whenever, I, if someone's with me, like on a ride along or something, they're like, you didn't go into detail. You didn't explain this and that. No, I'm just like, I'm just taking over your payments and, yep. and I'll, I'll, I'll make all the payments now and I'm going to give you the price you want. Or if it's a silly carryback, Hey, it's pretty simple. You become like bank, like Wells Fargo or chase bank. And instead of me paying the bank, I pay you and you make the money off the interest. So, so why would a, a landlord want to do that? What are some benefits of a ease landlord? of sale? 
like they can we can okay. close on it a lot faster so that speed is number one number two is they get full price or they get a, a much higher price a lot of times yeah. you know if it needs a lot of work i'm gonna i'm gonna negotiate that and i'm really big about the longer the time frame the better for me mm-hmm. and usually mm-hmm. i can show them using I, what i love to do is have them use their little calculator on their phone and add up the numbers on a sheet of paper in front of me and they're looking at an open door offer or offer pad offer one of these i buyers or one of these other wholesaler cash offers yep. right and then they're looking at the net that they get to walk away with me. And then I just asked a simple question. Which one do you want to do? There you go. And what, is there tax benefits or anything when someone sells full price? Yeah. With you, any creative things? Yeah. Thanks for the leading question. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, whenever they, you know, sell on a carryback, right. Then instead of having the, no, I'm not a tax attorney or a CPA or anything like that. So check, you know, check with those right people, but typically they're taxed on the income that they receive that year on the payments instead of the full purchase price and the full capital gains. Right. So it can be a huge tax savings for them. And that's the Mm -hmm. reason why that eight package deal went through because the lady talked to her CPA and said, yes, this is phenomenal. This is going to save you a lot more in taxes. Mm-hmm. And she was always, this was like a godsend to her. And most of the, most of the people that we do a lot of seller carrybacks on, you think about it, they have the property paid off. Okay. So they're, they're probably financially savvy. They're not going to be always in a financially distressed situation. So it's more of a logical decision for them. So you presented in a logical way and you explain the benefits and how they're going to make more money off of it. It makes sense. If they're not going to use the money for anything right away, there's a reason why people won't do it. They need the money right away for something or they're just totally confused and doesn't make sense. And they don't trust you or the process. But if you overcome that, then most of the people, it makes sense to, to just wait a little bit longer to get more money. So I got to go ahead, Mike. No, no, no. I'm saying okay. So I got a question for you, Brandon. Say I'm a landlord, right? And I own the property yep. and I've owned it forever. It's free and clear. Yep. And I have the cash flow coming in every month, right? And yep. let's just say hypothetically the cash flow is two thousand dollars. I got two thousand dollars coming in every month, but okay. then you offer me. Hey, you know what? I can offer you terms and I can pay you $1,200 a month, mm-hmm. you know, for the purchase. Why would I decrease the $2,000 to now accept $1,200? That's good. So I think we got to act like professionals. I think we got to act mm-hmm. like a doctor and an attorney. We, it's not just one size fits all because yep. every seller has different concerns or they want different things out of a transaction. So if, if his thing is he wants the $2,000 a month, I might be able to structure it in a way where it still pays for itself and still makes sense to give him the $2,000 a month, but maybe it's a principal only payments. Okay. Or maybe it's something else. One of the things I'm loving is we don't talk about this much because most people don't understand it as, as options and Mm -hmm. master leases and sandwich lease options and stuff like that. So you can, you can. You can have a rental property, Marcus. Like if say you just want a rental property, you can go find a landlord that's had a rental property for a couple months and Mm -hmm. offer to rent it and do what's called a performance lease, kind of like what property managers do, but you actually are the tenant. Say, hey, for every, say say it rents for $2,000 a month. 
Yep. I'll give you 90% of every everything, all the rent collected every single month. And basically I'll be your tenant. I'll handle all the all the issues with the the people that are going to be living in the property. And then you can you can actually have them take care of the expenses like they would if it was their own rental property. And they get all the tax benefits, the depreciation, they get to keep all that, but you get to make your cash flow. Or okay. you can turn around and do a fixed lease for five or 10 years. And maybe, you know, you lock in a rent price and you're cash flowing, you know, every single year you're increasing that rent. So your income goes up. Gotcha. Okay. You don't have to own it. You just control the property. And the reason why I wanted to ask that is because whenever I'm talking to someone about creative finance, and that's, that's one of the questions that they always ask is, Mm -hmm. Hey, why would a landlord want to sell if the property is paid off and they got $2,000 coming in a month? And you're offering them a $1,200 mortgage payment every month. Right. So, you know, thank you for answering that. So well, it also goes back mm-hmm. to the rule 72. If they understand how compounding interest works and interest, you know, they're not selling the house for $200,000. If they hold it long enough, they're actually going to make $300,000 right. of it or something like that. So gotcha. Gotcha. Great explanation. Great explanation. Mm-hmm. So cash, okay. always, cash always works until, you know, until it doesn't. And that's where these strategies come in, right? So you're not like a, you're not a, a owner carry investor. You're not a lease option investor. You're not a sub two investor, right? These are like you, Brandon said, these are tools, but there's different parts of these tools that actually make it no money down as well. It's right. always money involved, right? Maybe not I yours. bought, I bought probably close to a hundred homes over my career, especially mm-hmm. when I worked with Sean with no money down. Right. I thought I had to always put at least $5,000 down. And then we had a sales guy come in and he was getting them for no money down and 2000 down. I'm like, how are you doing that? He's like, I don't even bring up the down payment. Like, yep. Yep. Let's talk about the terms, right? Cause you have down payments, you have monthly payments and you have yep. the length of the term and you can get very creative on adjusting what you put down versus mm-hmm. your monthly payment based on solving needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like, can you talk to us about, like the differences yeah. between those those op- are all like levers that you can pull and adjust to make a deal work and fit. Yeah. So maybe they're asking so much on a price, but maybe they're willing to take a lower payment mm-hmm. for a longer time, you know, or yeah. step it up. Maybe they're stuck on their interest rates because they're they, they they've been watching the news and they see the interest rates are rising and they want to make sure that they don't sell it for less than what the normal interest rate is right now. You know, maybe you can set it up with interest only payments even. Yeah, so many ways. Yeah, so yep. there's a lot of leverage to pull. The biggest thing I think for a lot of us investors, when we first start out, we don't have a lot of beginners don't have a lot of money saved up. Mm-hmm. So the down payment, they're always worried about the down payment, the down payment. That's the biggest stressor for them. Well, you can increase the price and have a lower down payment. Say they want $20,000 down and you only have like five. Well, bump up the price fifteen thousand dollars on the back end, and maybe the adjustments like ten to twenty dollars a month difference for you. So it's not that big gotcha. of a deal. Gotcha. And, and it sounds like Brandon, the key thing in all of this is listening to the seller and seeing exactly yeah. what they need, and then creating something that solves or answers exactly yeah. what they need. And you know, here's the reality, and I think that. I think it's pretty cocky to think we know everything, yep. especially those that have been educated. And so I still talk to friends of mine. I'll go have lunch. Hey, I'm working on this deal. What would you do? 
Yeah. And, and I will hear things I never thought of. One of my friends talked about an amortizing lease. I'm like, what? You can amortize the lease and then have the rent credits and all this stuff. And, you know, you learn stuff from people all the time. So you want to surround yourself like like-minded people in Astoria, like-minded people in masterminds and groups that you can go to that get their opinions. I still, uh, there's properties I'll still like, maybe I'm not sure on the comps and what the actual ARV, the after mm-hmm. repair value is. Maybe I'm, I'm close, but I get a second opinion. I'm humble enough to ask that. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Of course, you got to ask, like, I love that amortization. We've dealt with like short balloons. We'll do like a reverse amortization where we put all the principal up front versus the interest. So you get, mm-hmm. then, yeah. And well, what, do you know Jared Vidalis? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Jared's yeah. out here. So, you know, one of the things that he would do is like, hey, I'm going to say the payments are a thousand bucks a month. You know, what if I just give you like half of it goes towards interest and half of it towards the principal? Yeah, you don't have to. It's a clean slate yes. in our world. Yeah. Yep. When, you know, especially like when realtors bring deals or their clients like 20% down and 8% <laughs> interest. And he's like, no, clean slate, solve problems, right? And get mm-hmm. creative as you want. There's no right or wrong way to, to do this. One thing that I, I one way that I liked that we did is because when you do that carry back, you're creating a note in the back end. Yes. But yep. you can give yourself first right of refusal if they ever try to sell that note. You know what I mean? Yep. Yes, yep. you can. Like yep. So many a, there's a there's an awesome movie. If you haven't seen it, Disney Plus The Banker. Samuel Jackson's in it. Yep. Yep. Okay. I didn't see that. It's amazing. It's about two guys that that go out and buy banks in in the era where blacks weren't blacks allowed to own buy. a neighborhood yep. in certain neighborhoods and stuff. And so they were black bank owners. Mm-hmm. african-american mm-hmm. bank owners and they were basically having this guy that was a white guy kind of act like the, the owner. owner yep and then they were literally buying banks they were buying and selling houses in these markets that were like redlined and stuff and you know you, you know have you seen that marcus yep yep i saw it and they was, they but was the doing whole a lot idea the whole back end like yeah. he couldn't he couldn't he went to a bank and they wouldn't lease an office to him ah yeah so he goes so out and he buys the entire bank. the bank Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes and, and has the office, the, the top, you know, mm-hmm. office on the top floor. And he did a lot of creative financing. So that, that is a good movie when you sit down and you dig into some of the strategies that he's using. Yep. Even on his first deal, you know, he was creative and had, you know, the guy to go out and pitch the deal to the to the banker and, and was yes. able to buy the deal. So well, let's touch on that. So, so what happened, right? Whatever for whatever circumstances in the world at that time, like they, they couldn't do something. So, so you got to mm-hmm. force to be creative, same thing. So it's like, Hey, cash isn't working. So we got to be creative. You don't just let the lead die and, and move yeah. on. Talk, like Brandon said, talk to a friend, get some ideas, right? Speaking of Disney, cause you said that that's how Disney bought the land in Florida. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like it was all yep. options. They secretly went yep. around mm-hmm. bought all the farmland under option contracts. Yeah. Once they could got all their uh, land compiled, they executed all the options like dominoes. Boom! So like, yep. yeah, man, this stuff's great. There's yep. a there's an autobiography, and this is this is most people won't be able to find it. The book's like eighty bucks. You have to. It's like really expensive. It's called Zeckendorf, and it's mm. about this guy who's Monopoly's named after. Basically, like this guy was Mister Monopoly in New York, and he basically bought options on everything. The United Nations building is located on the piece of land that he actually wanted optioned on and stuff like that. And he used all wow. these creative strategies. So 
Wow. Well, I have a question for you then. You know, Marcus, are you looking to take a break? I, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, let's take let's take a brief break. Hear a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll let Mike dig into his question. Are your real estate dreams on hold? With work, kids, everything else going on, time is limited. Most days you feel like the world's on your shoulders. You might even say to yourself, if I just had someone to lean on and push me in the right direction, I know things would happen quicker. Well, then you need to check out the Deal Finders Club, a community of investors eager to close more deals, sign more contracts, and just get ahead in life. The DFC provides weekly coaching, thriving online community, and all the education you need to be confident. DFC is your fastest path to closing more deals. To learn more, head over to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. All right, guys, we are back with Brandon Simmons, and we're talking about creative financing and wholesaling, subject to lease options, everything like that. So, Mike, before we left, you were about to ask a great question. What was that question? So you were talking about Monopoly, right? Mm -hmm. So so which Monopoly is like, hey, let me bankrupt my friends and, you know, just get, get it done, right? Which, you know, it's fun to play. Here at Ezria, we, we like to play Cashflow 101. Cashflow, uh, yeah. So, so where we're, but we, in that game, we play as wealth as a team sport, right? And we help each other get out of the rat race and, and grow. So, you being a go giver, what do you think about those two different styles of real estate? Because they both right. work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the re- way I like Monopoly, it trains you to hurry up and buy properties. Okay. I think that's the biggest strategy. Like, hurry up and buy properties, use all the money you have to get whatever you can. Right? Cash flow is about making sure that your assets exceed your liabilities, right? And you have mm-hmm. higher cash flow so you can escape the rat race. For me, that's that's the way I love to live my lifestyle. Like, I'm at I'm at my home office. Mm-hmm. I I love to travel. Like, I will do I will do cons- consultations and coaching calls from Rocky Point, Mexico or Pine yep. Top, Arizona, or Florida, or Hawaii, or whatever. Like I did stuff when we were on vacation in Maui. I'd rather be able to to have that lifestyle, the minivan lifestyle, than mm-hmm. I care about the car. Not, nothing wrong with the cars and stuff like that. But what I noticed is there are some of those guys, perfect example, one of my good friends is a big lender. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys want to borrow some money. So they want to go look at the house. So my this guy takes off in his Lambo. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. business partner takes off in like an $80,000 Lexus. And my buddy who's lending the money is driving like a Toyota Camry or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think it's uh, about, and those friends of mine, like I hang out with them at lunch. They're, they're literally the millionaire next door. But it's funny, like they don't spring for the chips and queso, <laughs> but they'll eat my chips and queso. Right, right. They're you know they watch their money and they're good stewards of it, right? So that's awesome, man. So what's next? We 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 Uh, being a go giver, win win. I think you need to go into every negotiation. Mm -hmm. It has to has to work for the seller and it has to work for you, or it's okay to shake hands and and walk away. When especially we're coming into a a volatile market, we're coming from a seller's market to a buyer's market. You're seeing more foreclosures coming up, so. Right. Luckily, a lot of them have equity, so they have choices. In the last crash, a lot of houses were upside down or barely able to break yeah. even. So there's ways to buy homes 
subject to the existing mortgage. You buy it sub two, you take over the payments. One of the strategies I like to do is to do what's called a wrap. So I wrap around that mortgage and I can create it. I can buy it on an agreement for sale and still have all the same rights and tax benefits and ownership benefits. But then if something happens, let's say if, if I did a straight subject to, they sign the title over to okay. me. Right. And yep. that's great if I'm making the payments, but let's say I'm wholesaling it and I se- I sell it to someone and they're not as responsible. And then mm-hmm. they stop making payments. Well, they it's unless it's set up a certain way, if they if the title's just assigned to them, they really have no recourse to get the property back. So their credit's at risk, stuff like that. But if yep. you set it up on agreement for sale on a wrap, a wraparound mortgage, then that homeowner has the right to get that property back through a forfeiture instead of a foreclosure or trying to go through court to get the property back. So it's a, just a safe, there's safe ways to protect the sellers to that benefit from this. And I explain, cause a lot of times sellers are like, well, what if you screw up my credit or what if you yep, have to pay yep. or whatever? So th- some of the things I'll do too, is I'll make like, I will give them like a down payment. I say, just pay the mortgage up. Let's pay the mortgage up two months or three months. So there's a cushion there. So right. if something that does happen, we have a couple months to get it taken care of. I'm not planning on anything happen, but if you like to sleep better at night and that's one way to do it, then let's do it that way. So, so, so you, you kind of jumped up or you went pretty far further into it because one, some most some people listening are like, what's a sub two? Yeah. I, I, I want to do a sub two and I heard about it, but then you're like, I wholesale the sub two. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other like lesson, right? Like that's very advanced. Love it, man. Yeah, so you can, on all these properties, you can either just keep them, yep, right, or you can wholesale, or you can do a hybrid. One of the properties I did was a wholesale deal. I wanted a forty thousand dollars assignment. My buyer only wanted to pay me twenty, so I agreed to twenty up front and carry the other twenty for six months. Oh, okay. Creative, creative. So you don't have to be, you don't have to always lower your price as a wholesaler. If you're going to wholesale stuff, you can learn to like Mike already knows about notes and all this stuff. And I mean, some of the note stuff is another amazing thing. There's, there's guys that know a lot more than I do on that stuff where you can sell partial notes and, oh yeah. And all that stuff. So I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of information there, a lot to cover them and Brandon, you're a, a wealth of information. So guys, if you're, you want more, you want to hear more, Brandon, you'll be with us when October 15th, correct? Right, right. And, and okay. I kind of keep it, what we're going to cover is some very simple strategies. It'll be some information, but it's mm-hmm. basically three strategies that you can use in your real estate investing business. Whether you're a realtor, you can help sell more properties this way whether you're an investor to acquire more properties or you're a wholesaler trying to, trying to just buy and assign properties. And that's the carrybacks. That's the sub two slash wraps. And that's lease options. If you learn those basic three strategies, you will know nine more than 95% of the the investors out there. Perfect. I I love what you're saying about the agent because where we're as things change and who knows where the market's going. If you're an agent, you just said it buyers, cash buyers, wholesalers, they're going to be going on MLS. They're going to be agents are going to be getting these deals and you're going to get these creative offers and you're not going to know what, what is this person telling me? Right. And and sometimes when you don't know, 
something, your answer is no. So hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I've been asked to speak at at two local agencies here. And like one example was an agent had a property that was owned free and clear. It's like the seven, $800,000 range. And they're like, you know, it's just not moving because it's a higher price right now. We're in this weird market. Right. And I'm like, well, you could offer the seller financing option, right? The seller carryback and, and show how the homeowner can make interest on this instead of throwing in in a 1% money market or 2% Mm -hmm. money market fund. Right. And they were just so flabbergasted. Their jaw just dropped that it just was such an easy solution to the problem because now they, now they're, they get flooded with calls. Now they have way more potential buyers. They don't have Mm -hmm. to find people that it's, you know, hard to find qualify for certain loans and stuff like that. You can sell to investors a lot easier that way too. Yep. So now that becomes a potential Airbnb property for someone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. There's so much we I'm gonna you got me now the energy's here, man. Right. <laughs> there you go. Caffeine's kicking in. I, right. I know we have to wind it up, man, but Saturday, nine to one, October 15th, creative real estate investing with Brandon Simmons here at Azri at our office in Central Phoenix off of 16th Street in Highland, right off the 51. Easy to get here. Agents, wholesalers, cash buyers. Shoot, Marcus, you better be there. You're all three. Realtor, landlords. Yeah, this works. This works. (laughs) If you're in real estate, it works. It really does for pretty much any type of person. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm looking at acquiring some more properties and I want to be able to pitch these terms to some of these, some of these sellers that understand that the market is starting to shift and they need to do something. How many properties do you want, Marcus? Man, 50. We were just talking about this. And what type of cash flow do you want off of it? Well, I want to do like $30,000 cash flow a month. Okay. So I love reverse engineering this stuff. So mm-hmm. let's say your goal is 30,000 a month, right? Yeah. So you got to figure out if you, however many properties you need, let's say an average cash flow is 300 or yep. say 400. I don't know. Uh, you know, then you can 300. Act. Yeah. Then what is that? A hundred properties or what? hundred properties to do. Yep. hundred um, properties, but it doesn't have to be a hundred properties because you can get, if you're, if you're doing Sanders lease options or you get a down payment up front, you can get a yep. big lump sum at the at the beginning, some cash flow in the middle, and then a big lump sum at the end, and you're averaging thirty to forty thousand a month. You, you can go. do twenty grand a month. You can start doing this stuff and make twenty grand a month within twelve months. No problem. And, and all right, Brandon just dropped how to get paid three times on one deal. Sure did. Wow. Sure did. Hit rewind. Used <laughs> to back in the day. Look at set dates. <laughs> so you, you guys, you definitely want to learn more. So you got to be there October 15th between 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. Please come. It'll be yep. great. At the Azria office, Brandon will be there. Mike will be there. I'll be there. And other investors will be there because we want to support Brandon and always support Azria. So come and get the information and learn how you can structure deals where you don't need to put down $150,000 down payment in order to get into mm-hmm you know, a multifamily or something like that. Awesome. 100%. All right, Brandon, how do we get a hold of you? Any last words yep. for our members? Hey, first of all, just thank you for having me on here. Thank you for inviting me into the group. You know, integrity is one of my big core values and Azria lives lives and breathes that. So I, I, I'm glad to kind of be associated with this because it's something that has helped me in my investing career. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to www.brandonthemand.com. 
Love that's Brandon the man. Brandon the man. <laughs> and that's what everyone is. So uh, that's my, my nickname around town. So it's brandonman.com. My phone number's there. It's 480-818-6460. I actually answer my own phone. So okay. I, people can call and text me questions. They can ask me for help. They can book a call. So love to help out. And, and you only get that nickname, the man, when you're making people money or doing something good. <laughs> yep. So yep. You well, in, in a real simple thing, we have about 200 people in my little mastermind here locally. And I've done, I've done deals with almost every single one, every single person in there, or they've done deals with someone else in that group. There you yeah. go. So and, it's the power of connectivity. When you told Marcus, you can make that 20 grand cash flow and 30 grand. Months. He wants 30 grand a month. 30 grand cash flow in 12 months. Will you, will you dive a little bit into that on the 15th? I would love to. Marcus, would you be down for that if we... Reverse engineer that. I'm 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 there. I'm on a hot, hot seat. seat. Come on. Let's yep. I'm on a All hot right. seat. So that'd be amazing. And it's so, just one property at a time. The key is we can you gotta set up really big goals, right? But then we got to take action on the small steps along the way. There you go. Absolutely. And you guys know what to do. You heard Brandon, you heard what he's talking about. Get out there, take that action. October 15th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Meet us at the Azria office. They're gonna put me on a hot seat. So I'll definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely be there. So Let's be there. Let's get ready. Let's go. And guys, remember, always, always get out there, take massive action and go to azria.org. That's A-Z-R-E-I-A.org if you want additional information about real estate investing. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Mike. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to The Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.